Welcome to the Charlotte Shields Coaching Podcast. I have real answers from real spouses of how to uplevel your marriage, even if you've lost hope. You can be the spouse you want to be, and you'll feel appreciated, cared for, and desired again. Let's create your marriage miracle. It's simple, but not easy. Nothing worth having ever is. Stick around to learn what it takes to create the marriage you've always dreamed of. This is my 50th podcast. I am so proud of myself. I hope you are proud of yourself when you promise yourself that you'll do things and you follow through. I promised myself and God that I would put out a podcast every week for as long as he gave me the help and the words. And I have kept that promise for almost a year. I want to share two really important concepts, routines and revelation. They have just made a huge impact on my life. They may seem unrelated, but let me show you how they work together. I always tell my one-on-one clients who are struggling with confidence, if you want more confidence, make and keep promises to yourself. Start out small. Choose a root goal for whatever you'd like to implement in your life. What is a root goal? Stick with me. I made this term up while growing my strawberry patch. We all know I love strawberries, my favorite, but in my mind, it totally relates to my goals in my marriage or any other areas of my life that I want to grow in a positive direction and progress. So every spring I go to our local garden store and I purchase bundles of 25 really ugly looking bare root plants held together by an elastic band. They looked at And there is not a bit of green on them. They don't look capable of becoming anything worthwhile, much like my marriage felt at one point. As soon as it's warm enough, I plant these roots out into the soil. The only part that's visible is maybe a one or two inch dead looking twig. I give these brown twigs water and I make sure they're planted where the sun shines. I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. The smallest goals start to grow this healthy, viable root system underneath the ground. At first, our efforts are imperceptible. You know, when you start trying to do an exercise routine and you think you're all of a sudden going to look amazing or you, you eat healthy for a week and you're like, have I lost 10 pounds, right? At first, our efforts are imperceptible. We feel like nothing is happening. Our efforts aren't making a difference and they're hard to do. Our work just isn't worth it. But hold on a sec. Consistency pays off. I promise it does. Before long, my brown twig transforms into a beautiful green strawberry plant. White flowers and then big strawberries eventually form on its stems. What looked like an insignificant brown twig creates delicious fruit. Not only do I have a pretty plant and strawberries, but I get to eat the strawberries too. And at the end of the season, these plants send out runners to create even more plants and fruit. Everything multiplies. So when you keep a goal, you keep a promise to yourself, you do it. You finally do it long enough that you start to see the results. It will start to filter into other areas of your life 
and you will already have confidence and support that you have given yourself that, hey, I can accomplish the next thing, right? So it does multiply. The same is true with bare root goals. My tiny efforts start to, to multiply my results. I see that my puny efforts actually start to change my life. What does this have to do with making my goals manageable? Bare root minimum goals, just like beginning with my bare root strawberry plants, make all the difference. This is how I try to start any new routine or <clears throat> even one thing I want to change. I create a bare minimum goal for anything I'm working on in my marriage and my life. Your root goals should take less than a minute or at the very most two minutes a day. Think of the easiest thing and then go even easier. You should always be able to win. This will feel supportive to you. This will feel kind. This will give you confidence. This will show you what we learned personally in Alma 37, six, that out of small and simple things are great things brought to pass. We live far below our privileges for each new skill that I'm trying to implement. I also have a shoot for the moon goal. As well, your moon goals should be the very best you could possibly do in this area. I mean, it should be way out there. You will rarely hit your moon goal in the beginning or maybe ever. Maybe make one anyway. Just put it out into the universe. More often than not, my clients and I do the root goals for days or even weeks as we try to create a habit and form this habit we want to have in our lives that we know will be beneficial. And right now I am doing yoga. I just started like this month. I'm doing yoga for one minute a day. That's it. I have tried it a little bit longer. I think the longest I've done yoga is six minutes, but my goal is maybe a half hour. I don't know if I'll ever have the time for that or if I'll want to do it for a half hour, but if I try it all, I can always hit my root goal, which is one minute of yoga. And I often hit a star as I'm like going further, like towards the moon, even though I may not hit the moon, hitting a star or somewhere between feels great. I have to remind myself, even if all I hit is my root goal all week long, a little something is always better than nothing. I inch my way closer to structure and routine around my goal. If you think of like a sliding scale, a little progress in the right direction is always better than nothing at all. One day you might even hit the moon and that will feel amazing. Also on that sliding scale, just know that the compound effect is always working. And so if you're not going this direction, the way you want to be going a little bit each day, I promise you, you're going the opposite direction each day, a little bit the direction you don't want to be going. It's in effect. So you might as well use it in your favor. I've used this principle to drink more water, lose weight, do yoga, start all my routines that I shared the past seven episodes, change my temple attendance and service. I've used root goals to change my marriage and my parenting. The possibilities are endless. What is your hardest thing right now in your life? What goal, root goal, one minute, two minutes at the most, can you create around that issue and start doing tomorrow? Don't allow discouragement. Discouragement's caused by your thoughts. 
If you feel discouraged about your goal, that's a thought you're thinking. It's like, oh, I can't accomplish this. I can't do this. This is too hard. I always give up on my goals. You get to choose how you want to think and therefore feel about your progress. Totally up to you. Make sure you stay in the space, this mental space of growth and learning. Failure isn't even an option. That's, it's just not an option. The first while when you're trying to <clears throat> start a routine, begin a goal, it can be exciting. You will almost feel, you'll most likely feel motivated right at the beginning, but motivation is short-lived. Ask anyone who makes New Year's resolutions each year and forgets about them by the end of the month. The reason why this occurs is that life happens. Motivation wears off. Never, I repeat, never count on motivation. We do things all the time we don't feel like doing. Because it's short-lived, you will have something happen like you'll get sick or something unexpected will happen. You'll go on vacation and get off your game. You'll hit a low. You won't feel like doing it. That's probably for sure going to happen. This is where your goal, your root goal comes in. It's fine. That's life. I don't want to do it. That's being a human in this world. Remember that is your primitive brain. Exert as little energy as possible. Um, and also avoid pain and seek pleasure. So that's going to be your brain. It's always going to be there. Always going to be trying to get you out of moving forward, right? Progressing. So just remind yourself that 1% better every day may feel like nothing, but with the compound effect at play, you can be 37% better in one year. Figure out and practice thoughts that feel supportive and kind. If you've done your one minute goal today, it's always a win. And your brain loves that. Your brain loves to win. So just tell your brain, I won. You are the one deciding whether you win or not. You said, I only worked out for 10 minutes today. I am a loser. And guess what? Your brain will tell you, you know what? Let's not work out tomorrow. We suck. But if you're like brain, I worked out 10 minutes today and I bet I could do 11 tomorrow. That is winning. Now let's talk, change gears and talk about revelation. Seek for God's help in your goals. He wants to reveal truth to you in your life. He wants to be your number one support and strength in your goals. God is all about progress. Satan is all about holding you back and keeping you stuck. God wants to see you through all of your challenges. He wants to give you direction and guidance and help you get there. The most difficult challenges I faced in my life involved my marriage. The revelation I've received from God about these challenges is the reason why I am still married. Recently, I've learned that through personal revelation that I received was that my husband and I have, have had our exact challenges because it's what would help each of us grow and learn and progress the best in this life. The most surprising thing I've learned through revelation is that in the pre-existence, my husband and I actually agreed to this exact challenge we've faced. Something about knowing that these struggles weren't just a huge mistake, something like just threw at us, but something that we chose, signed up for, agreed to, whatever it looked like before this life, gives it purpose and gives me a challenge to win. It was all planned. 
My husband and I can win. All of us helped beat Satan in the pre-existence. We fought for Christ. We won. We are here because we won. We can win again in this life. No one said it would be easy, but it would sure be worth it. There was no doubt about that. So our marriage challenges have been our refiner's fire. It has brought us to our knees and taught us to rely on God and taught us his power to heal and change and teach us. If you don't feel like you know how to receive revelation or inspiration in your life, it needs to become a high priority to you. There is so much information. Go read all of Elder Nelson's or President Nelson's talks. He talks about it every single day time he speaks that we need to be able to hear him and that we can hear him and that he will speak to us. So this must become of utmost importance, but you're asking why, what does this have to do with marriage? Because when you start to hear God's voice, his voice will tell you, as we learn in second Nephi 32, all things that you should do all things, not some, he can literally, when you start being able to hear him, he can tell you all things that you should do. Think of that for just a moment. I wondered why I was told by God to have Tia Smith on my podcast. This was number 38. You should go listen to it. It's because she wrote a book about how to receive personal revelation. She has had years of personal experience practicing using this pattern of receiving personal revelation in her life. And then she spent two years writing her book. You know what she told me after the podcast that we recorded together? She said, I couldn't believe it. I spent two years writing this book. And then president Nelson came up with a, out with a talk. And he basically gave my whole, my whole book in one talk. And I, I said, oh, I know why he had heavenly father had you write the book. And it was because some of us need extra, like one sentence that president Nelson would give us. She would expound on in a chapter. And I'm a kind of brain that wants the how, and that's why I'm doing this podcast. I need a little bit more information to actually make it effective in my life most of the time. So clients and family members who have read Tia's book have been experiencing personal miracles. God is no respecter of persons. That's another thing she taught me that I have come to believe. He wants to give every single one of us hope and encouragement that we need but we just have to do our part to hear him. And then he will help us. I experienced the answer to something I've been praying for and receiving inspiration around for five years this week. I've only had peace around it, but no change in the circumstance. This week, the circumstance started to change a teeny bit. That's when I call, that's what I call my seek and expecting miracles. Because this to me that I've been praying for for so long is nothing short of a miracle. But before anything changed, I felt peace around this because of personal revelation. My sister asked me, one of my other sisters asked me, how do you remember this pattern that Tia is teaching? You have an easy way to remember the pattern of being able to receive revelation. And I told her, I studied the pattern and I figured it out. And I realized I'm already doing most of the things that Tia taught in this pattern. Go and look. So the underlying everything is being worthy to have the spirit with you in your life. That's something I strive for every day. None of us is perfect, but that's my first goal. And then I've done this by getting one of the main things that I've noticed to change in at least having the spirit with me is I've done um, 
this by getting rid of things in my life that drive the spirit away, which I realized was usually technology related. So it was songs, musics, music or um, movies or programs, social media feeds. Um, I've increased things. I, I just, I just turn it off when that comes on and I'm like, uh, no, that's driving the spirit away. And then I've increased things in my life that help me have spirit more abundantly. And many of those things are my morning routine that I've already taught you in the last seven episodes. And then being in nature, doing things that bring me joy, beauty, variety, um, doing things that have eternal purpose, service, like all of these things, they all help me to have the spirit more abundantly. But I was already doing many of the things in this pattern before Tia, before ever reading Tia's book and like praying and scripture study and fasting and daily repentance. I've told you that daily repentance for me is doing a model a day or more if I need to, just to keep me aware of my thoughts and my thoughts usually creating feelings. And if they're negative feelings, then I probably need to repent of them. And so as, as far as if they're about other people and being angry with other people or frustrated or things like that. So, um, I feel like, sorry, but a model a day keeps the sins away for me. It just stops them in their tracks. And then there are three things that I wasn't doing regularly. And now I do. And I, I started them after I read her book and they are listening, like just sitting quietly and listening to God speak to you and then recording what I receive. And then the third one. So one was listening two's writing down the revelation when I do receive it. And then three is doing family history work. So I have been regularly attending the temple, but now I have added finding and bringing to the temple, my own family names that I've actually found. So now, you know, the pattern and why is this so important to start implementing just start implementing whatever you're missing in this pattern. And if you're missing everything, then start with one thing that you think, like I told you at the beginning of the podcast, start with a bare root goal with one thing you want to be able to start working on a little bit better and do it one or two minutes a day. And they will start to multiply just like my strawberry plants. When you do just a little and support yourself, be kind to yourself, be awesome to yourself. Because everything I've taught you in the prior podcast is to help you see the truth. When you separate facts from thoughts, you will feel and act differently. And then you will experience the challenges in your life differently. You create a broken heart and a contrite spirit. You are teachable. That is when the magic begins. Even though nothing may change about your situation that you're, you've had such a hard time around, everything will change. So once you can see your problems through a lens of truth, your negative emotions around all that you've been through will be replaced by feelings of gratitude for all you've learned and couldn't have learned any other way. I love mantras and I've taught you to do mantras. And I listen to my mantras on my phone after recording them as voice memos. And this practice has helped me to dispel false beliefs that have been on repeat in my head for many years. And I have replaced them, these false beliefs with beliefs that I want to adopt and that I I'm trying to believe, but I have something, to, a little secret to give you. My mantras have recently started to shift 
and become so much more powerful. And if you want more powerful mantras, I want to tell you how this is working for me. Instead of my mantras coming from, from my own mind, or it's still inspiration from God, for sure, the good things of what I want to believe, I've started recording voice memos on the revelations about myself and others that I'm receiving from God, like what he is telling me about me and others in my life. These mantras are so much more powerful because they are coming straight from God. You guys, his thoughts, the way he thinks about you, they're so much higher than your own thoughts. His ways are so much higher than your ways. He will help you see the truth so much clearer than you're seeing it. He is way better at sharing with me my true identity and divine potential. And he's also way better at helping me to see others through a lens of their true identity and divine potential. This is something I would pray for and ask for. My root goal around Revelation began as being still for just two minutes and listening to anything that God might have to say to me. And I gradually increase that to about five to 10 minutes if I started to get stuff. And then some days now it even takes longer, but it's so worth the time. Take the time to sit and listen and write. Nothing is more valuable to me. It's basically like I have my own set of scriptures for me that heavenly father is sharing with me and giving me truth. So after nearly six months of listening and writing the inspiration that I've received, I've started to hear God's voice in the form of personal revelation on the regular. He is sharing beautiful truths with me and they are so much more powerful than the mantras. I say to myself, God's voice is powerful and he speaks absolute truth. So while the mantras I have, I have made, um, or even stolen from others that are really great thoughts, they've been very useful and they will continue to be useful. And I, I am not giving them up. They don't have the same power that personal revelation has from God. His revelation sticks because it speaks spirit to spirit to, to your soul. And once I've heard and recorded it, I can't deny it. And I think sometimes when we, we make up some mantras, we want to believe that we have an easy, we, we do deny and we like, well, well, I'll try to say it, but it's not really true. But when you do mantras that God's given you, you feel so empowered and loved and they feel like truth every time that you hear them. So revelation from God is spoken spirit to spirit. It's not just words. It's inspiration that's uplifting and good. And it's, he's telling you truths that light up your soul and they'll resonate as truth. The moment you write them down, there are always loving thoughts about you and others. And even if they are corrective thoughts, they feel more informative and instructive, and they even feel kind. These revelations never sound mean or critical or condemning. If they do, you can be sure they're not coming from God. If you are doing this life coaching work, like say you're doing models, you are learning to become aware of your thoughts and you're learning to manage them. You're also processing your negative emotions instead of stuffing them down and resisting them and avoiding them. So I've been doing models for years on my mind. I have made so many intentional thoughts that serve me and empower me. But do you want to know what the most powerful thoughts are in my intentional models? They always involve God. 
Here are five examples with my own intentional models. Number one, this is the experience I am going to have and I trust in my savior. Number two, God will provide me with what I need in his own time and in his own way. Number three, heavenly father asked it of me so I can do it. Number four, God has told me that temple attendance will safeguard me from deception. I am going to go to the temple. Number five, I keep promises to myself and to God. If your intentional thoughts seem unbelievable or unattainable, ask God how to see things as they really are in his way. How does he see them? He will help you see, think, hear, and feel differently. Then you will act differently and experience your life in a new way, and you will feel more loving towards yourself and everyone else. You'll start to catch a glimpse of who you are. He will help you remember who you were before you even came to this earth. You will feel armed with power. Creating routines and receiving revelation are a big deal. This because It's because it's all about progression. They are game changers. Don't underestimate the power of each individually and then putting them together and you'll become unstoppable. You're a force to be reckoned with as you start to live your life on purpose by creating routines that are supportive and helpful and help you to start being able to receive the revelation that God wants to give you. Don't be surprised if you start to do this work to implement root goals on routine, on your routines. And then you start to try to receive revelation and you feel worse instead of better plan on it. I'd actually plan on it. Satan will try to take you down. Be on to him. Don't let him win. Whenever I work on things that I think will make a big impact in my life, if I can really do them, um, and then in turn help the lives of others, Satan fights, fight back. You have God on your side. Seek and expect miracles in your life. What is holding you back could really be unbelief. Believe that God is no respect, respect or person. Believe that you are just as important to him as anyone else who has ever lived because it's true. All right, guys, hope you have a great week and we will see you next time.